Welcome back. You have heard Phil Donlin on this show uh, a number of times talking about uh, High and Outside, this fantastic baseball movie in which he plays the son of a sort of Hall of Famer, I guess, who uh, both of them kind of down on his luck. Phil plays a guy hanging on to a professional baseball career. Then Man in the Silo, which is something that he directed with Ernie Hudson, which is still... Phil, it, welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank coming you. in. Thanks for being back to see your parents on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, that that movie still haunts me. Well, I'm I'm really grateful uh, for you know your uh, allegiance to that movie and, yeah. and your love well, for yeah, it. Yeah, you should be more grateful for Ernie Hudson, a major movie star, <laughs> being in this. I yeah. mean, it's a strange movie. You know, the thing about Ernie, he 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 thinks if he changes his number, I won't find him. <laughs> I always find him. <laughs> Ernie Hudson, is most famous, I suppose, for Ghostbusters, I guess. Yeah, right? well, you know, he's he, did, really... he did Oz, he did Hand That Rocks the yeah. Cradle. I mean, this is right. a legendary sort of... Why does he do anything you want him to do? That's a great question. I ask the same thing. Why do you keep having me on the show? I don't know. I mean, it must be something yes, about you. Exactly. Phil. It's, it's my it's my nice any teeth. kid. Any kid from for me, it's about you grew up in Bridgeport. There you go. And that's it. That's the only reason. Exactly. Uh, you were in uh, the first season of uh, of Power Force, the Stars spinoff of right. the for Power thing, and you got killed in there. I did. Yeah, I got shot in the head. Did it hurt? You know, um, I didn't realize, you know, when I saw it, it really shocked me because, of course, that was all done. Those were all special, like, special effects that were done after the fact in post. Oh, really? So all they had was, like, they had put this, like, pencil dot on my temple. And they're like, this is where, you know, this is for the VFX guys. So um, all I can say is that uh, when I got shot, what hurt was the fact that they made me do like 20 takes and I really fell and there was no pad cause it was a wide shot. So I would like fall. And one of the exec, uh, I think it was Chris Selleck, one of the exec producers. When I finally met her, she goes, she goes, I- I'm going to put together just a, a gag reel. Of you falling. <laughs> you falling. She's like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm an idiot. Well, the other, for those of you who saw that first season, it's now filming its second season here. It starts, Joe Sikora, a mutual friend of ours and one of Phil's uh, best friends, uh, if not his best friend, with whom he's doing and plans to do all sorts of uh, good theatrical work. They're both veterans of the Chicago theater scene, and there are a lot of good veterans of the Chicago theater scene. Guy Van Swearingen's mm-hmm. in, in this show and a lot of others a lot of Chicago filmed people. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had to get killed in that thing, but how's, how's he doing? What do you think? You had a great experience doing that show. Right. And what do you think of the show in general? I know you'll be predisposed to say it's the greatest show in history but it's good no yeah i i mean i think it's the the for me i thought it was the best um i don't know if the word version is right but the of all of the power stuff you know i thought it was i thought it was the best one i loved watching it um i thought it's joe's best work yeah you know um and well it's elevated joe to a new level has yeah. it not thousand percent yeah he's a big star now yeah and, and this season i believe uh he's a producer on the show as well so now he's like won't ever talk to me again <laughs> why he doesn't need to uh, but um and the experience was like i mean i it's almost like 
it didn't happen because it's dreamlike. It was yeah. like dreamlike. It was like a really well, one special of the, one experience. Of the most interesting scenes in that first season of uh, Power Force was that the, you and Joe have a horrific fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like to film? Because I, I don't, I, I don't make movies, so I don't know. It looked real to me. It was awesome. I mean, it was just awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it was, you know, it was freezing cold. I also just came off of COVID. I'd caught oh, it on the way right. in. So it was like freezing. Uh, I had no energy, you know, because I, and, you know, we're out in like 15 below, you know, uh, weather that I know Joe was not a fan of, nor I, but it was, but, you know, we did it and it was a ton of fun. I mean, it was, we, we had breakfast recently and, you know, we were kind of talking about the whole thing and he was just so, nice to me to say like what would i have done if you didn't play that role wow. you know wow. uh, which is a really nice thing for him to say to you know one of the other things one of the things that distinguishes that show for me at least is it really has a very good feel for chicago yeah this is not the cliche shots of oh the wrigley building wrigley field Correct. or something yeah uh that's purposeful of course yeah for sure and a lot of that uh of course has to do with joe you know joe keeps a. Uh, Joe is passionately involved in in most everything he does, you know. So he's he's going to care a lot. So they can't bring you back as a and pretend it was all a dream when you died or something. I don't. I mean, look, I'm I'm up for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd happily come back <laughs> in a disguise um, or something. Yeah, yeah. I've got my Groucho Marx glasses, glasses, nose, mustache get up. So I'm. <clears throat> <laughs> That's just. What I'll be power. like a hot dog vendor. I'll take one line, anything to get back on set. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you liked you liked all the other actor and Guy Van Swearingen's a good oh. friend. They all, you know, that whole um, <clears throat> initial series cast is like family. S- still, talk you know. to me about that Flanagan guy. He's not. He's not from Chicago. Uh, Tommy Flanagan, who plays a Irish mob yeah. boss. What's he like? Oh, he's awesome. He's just amazing. I got to become friends with him toward the end of the first season, which made me very happy. Uh, I thought he would, you know, be too cool to hang out with me. Right. But he was like, you know, he was like, no, why don't you ever call me? I was like, all right. So we started hanging out. He's he's great. He's He's a a, very interesting actor. He is. He's a legend. Sort of. He's a total legend. Evil incarnate. Uh, He's really, he's dying of lung cancer or something in the show, but he's still, is out for blood. Well, and you can only be, you know, to play roles like that, only you can be that evil if you're really overly a great human being, which Flanagan is. Yeah, Flanagan's an awesomely what nice he, guy. What, what do I know him from? Well, you've got Braveheart. You've got Sons oh, of Anarchy. Wow, that's right. You've got. I think he was in Boondock Saints. I think was he or was he not? Maybe I'm know. just adding that to his resume. Yeah, I'm gonna throw. It. He played Patton. No, I don't know. I'm just making it up. No, he's he's a legend. He's done so he much. He was the Godfather and the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good role for him. <clears throat> when you do a show like that, how many how many episodes were you in? Uh, f- four, or five. four or five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, including it's... my funeral. Oh, that's right. That guy Van Swergen. So there's when you watch that scene, he may he does a line where um, he told me he because everyone was so upset when I got killed. I got caught like the the day the script came out, my phone was ringing off. The guy Van Swergen threatened to kill someone for me. I was like, just it's fine. I mean, it's just TV. But he said he so <laughs> my funeral scene. He said uh, 
uh, Simon was a North Side Sox fan. <laughs> and he, he snuck that line in uh, for me. So I'm always indebted. So. Uh, before we get to what's going on in uh, your life as a director, what else are you doing out in L.A.? Uh, I have a show that uh, just put set up, as, as they call it, um, uh, which I can now finally talk about. Uh, Rolling Stone put out an article this last February um, called, it's the uh, name of the article is Undercover Nazi, and it's about Scott Payne, FBI agent who broke open the uh, biggest uh, domestic terrorist threat to date, this white supremacist ring called the base, uh, broke them up, brought them down. Uh, they were all uh, indicted and charged, and they're all in prison right now. Rolling Stone did an article on that, and we're setting that up as a limited series. Uh, we partnered with uh, Greg Shapiro is producing, who did Zero Dark Thirty, oh, Hurt wow. Locker. Wow. Won a couple Oscars. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, uh, Simpatico he did. Uh, he used to run Nick Nolte's uh, production company. We got Matthew Heineman directing, who did Cartel Land. Also Oscar nominated, wow. and then Kieran Fitzgerald writing, who did Snowden. Oh God, That's amongst amazing. other things. Yeah, it's a nice crew. What's your um, What's your role in this whole thing? Uh, executive producer. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, one of the things about that I've learned from Phil and Joe Sikor is that if you want to be an actor, you really do want to think about doing other things too, because you, you have, have to, to be a multifaceted. Today you have to. You, yeah. Yeah. You have to produce. You have to direct. You have to do it all. But you know, even when it was, I don't, you know, to say unpopular to do it, but I guess, I mean, that's how Joe and I always were. Yeah, I know. You know, so I, know. I, I think. You know that was just that was just in us always. You know, well, and you to, were to too what? with a with a fascinating a guy I've met too named Craig Gore. Who yeah, was, who Craig's was awesome. Another he's not originally from Chicago, but mm-hmm. he went to Columbia College, and he's he's part of the sort of Sakura Donlan team. Craig Craig is an, an amazingly uh, talented writer, and uh, he needs to uh, be working more. He's yeah. a ge- he's a he's a he's a genius writer. He's yeah. really great. He's yeah. a, he has a lot of tattoos, doesn't he? He does, but again, he he likes to write. He has a lot of writing on his body. Uh, I don't know. Is that any relation? I, that's a bad joke, there, Rick. I'm just filling air. I'm just filling the the the. <laughs> you the don't have to fill anything. Okay. We'll take a break. That's what we'll do. We'll take a break. We're going to talk now about Phil dipping his toe into the sleazy world of contemporary american politics we will be back welcome back we're talking with my friend uh, phil donlan who is a collaborator with joe sakura and craig gore and everybody else he has collaborated most recently with alex villanueva who is running for re-election as la county sheriff how in god's name phil donlan did you get involved in politics well, I didn't plan on it. So I went, um, actually, when I was on a, a break from shooting force last year, I went back home for like a month and uh, a friend took me to one of his f- like private fundraisers. And, you know, I, I can't say I really knew a lot about the guy. Right. During the pandemic, I would read articles in the LA Times. They mainly bashed him because they don't like him. But I would read and I would, but I kind of was like, but I kind of like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, sort of yeah. table that I never really thought much. I went to one of his fundraisers 
and I listened to him speak, and I just liked what he had to say. What, what, and I just what, said, "What is his? Is he a law and order guy? He's the sheriff. Yeah, he's yeah. he's really not a political candidate, although he he has gotten wrapped up in politics heavy, uh, making national headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, you know I just told his campaign manager if if I can help in any way, I don't know how, and I never thought I'd hear from them again. But they did called the, me in did January. Did the, the campaign manager say, well, "Who are you?" And you said, "Well, I'm an actor and a director and." Yeah, basically. Yeah, really? well, yeah. I was introduced to him that way, and I just said, if I can be of any assistance to Alex, I really love what he he is saying, and I really try to keep my politics private. So the last thing I would ever assume to do would make a, a commercial uh, uh, for Villanueva. But then I thought about it, and you know, as a filmmaker, you In know, a my, way, yeah, no kidding, I, I agree with you. My heroes are like Spike Lee, who who did commercials for the army. Yep, and he got a lot of flack for that. But he's like, I'm an American, you know, oh, I can't make a commercial for the army, yeah. you know, different, you know, and there has been people who, who have used their talents in, 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 in the political sort of arena. Sure. So I thought, well, maybe I should, you know, maybe this is my, my moment here to really use so what I So the campaign manager called you and said, hey, we'd be interested in talking to you about directing a commercial. Yeah. So how it went was, uh, he, they sort of. They were really coming after me in January, but then I was doing like the force premiere, so I was kind of busy right, and I wasn't right. really responding. And maybe that's what helped. I don't know. They were really <laughs> so I got back and they're like playing hard to get. They were calling me like ten times a day. Yeah, and then um, they gave me some scripts of some campaign ads that they wanted to do, and they were very typical campaign attack type ads. And I told the guy very respectfully, I said, this, "I'm not." A, a, a like videographer i'm a filmmaker yeah I, i'm not going to do this stuff i don't even like watching these things i hate campaign You're attack me, ads. i mean You're and most me. people do yeah i would say most I, people I, I couldn't agree with you more yeah you, you turn it off or you tune it out or whatever it is but i did i pitched i said but you know what i'd be interested in doing let me take the issues that are important to you but let's let's create something cinematic a narrative yeah Something is, thoughtful. But also, which is, are, this is a 30-second spot? Uh, 30 seconds in a minute. There were two. Oh, okay. There were two different ones. There was one that, the one that John Oliver made fun of or attempted to make fun of on his, his dumb show that he has on HBO. Right. And then there's this other one, uh, you know, that the Archdiocese shut down. I, again, I yeah, didn't make is, these. You, well, you didn't, you didn't want get to, you didn't get into this political commercial making thing <laughs> no. to court controversy. No. You were making some creative decision. What was it like? I mean, I, I've seen them, and you mm-hmm. can. You, we can't play it on the air here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But if you you know Google Alex Villanueva sheriff, mm-hmm. I, you'll find it on you'll find them yep. on YouTube and yep. other places. And it's on. By the way, if anyone wants to see the one that the archdiocese shut down, which really angered me. By the that way, that was recent. It's right? on my Instagram page, so it's Phil dot Donlin. So it's P H I L dot D O N L O N. If you want to watch it, well, now we're the archdiocese got angry, and because mm-hmm. part of it was filmed, part of it or all of it was filmed in. A church yeah you as far as i understand it you got permission from that church mm-hmm. but then the archdiocese someone at the archdiocese in la saw it and said wait a minute they didn't get permission from us to do that basically correct so when we shot that day um the priest the parish priest was there um very wonderful wonderful man and um we in fact did get permission and in fact the priest did call someone at the archdiocese and in fact i'll go one more that's that's alex's home church he tithes to that church 
Oh wow! That's the church his wife grew up in, and oh. and frankly, the you know as a as a as a Catholic and as a former altar boy. And as a filmmaker, I was very excited to do this. You know, I as a filmmaker, I you know love Scorsese and his the, the themes of heaven and hell. He put, and I thought, well, I get to finally make something that makes Catholics and people who have any kind of faith, and because it's not necessarily a Catholic commercial, it's no. just it's just a commercial for people of faith. I thought I finally get to do something very beautiful that reflects the the power of faith, and then. The Archdiocese, which I think they should, of Los Angeles, by the way. Right, yes. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles, if, you know, who are losing members by the second, really shot themselves in the foot by shutting this down. And they only did it because they got pressure from Fox News and all of the local outlets and people from the uh, L.A., uh, board of Supervisors who don't like Villanueva. So they, so the church... Is Villanueva a Republican or Democrat? Democrat. Okay. Yeah, he's and yeah he and he makes that known. He's a Democrat, and he is the first um, Hispanic sheriff in 138 years, no. Spanish speaking, absolutely. And dem- and by the doesn't way, su- well, and right. the doesn't- first Democrat in 138 years in Los Angeles. Doesn't that surprise you? Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm. The L.A. Archdiocese has their heads up their butt, to put it mildly. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, the, the, I am furious with them because they. Their whole thing was, we can't get involved in politics. I mean, give me a large break. The yeah. Catholic Church, has uh, anyone seen The Godfather? Yeah. I mean, like the Catholic Church has been involved in politics since its inception. But what they do is they cherry pick of what they want to be involved in and what they don't want to be Did involved in. Did they shut in. down the commercial? I mean, yes. They, 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 it's yes. off the air. It's, it's not, off. They got pulled. What about the first, well, we, we're getting into this after the, uh, after the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, they pulled it. How long had it been on when they pulled it? Um, twenty-four hours. That's it. Twenty-four they pulled hours it after one day. And the hate, the the DMs in my social media, the hatred I got from uh, liberals who assumed that the commercial was made for the right. I I I someone got a hold of me and said they wanted to interview me. And it was a setup, and I didn't realize it. And I should have known better, but I was very tired. <laughs> I took the call, and I got on with this guy. And it was a total setup. And just started going, who did you vote for? What's your political oh party? Are you a proud well, boy? this is no setup. I was like, I'm off this This call. is no setup, even yep. though Rick Pearson, the great chief political writer of the Chicago Tribune, is in here. He's seen more campaign ads than any living human being. He will be on after a short break now. Welcome back. I should have mentioned that I've had in the studio this entire show, Paul Teato and Tom Myers, the collaborative geniuses behind Call Me Z, if you're looking for a book this summer. I will have them next on the air when they finish whatever it is you're doing now. So get to work. Get to work. Uh, it is my deep, deep and profound honor to have my friend, colleague, uh, Long-time friend, long-time colleague, Rick, Rick Pearson in here. There is no living human being who has seen, I would hazard to say, more uh, political commercials than Rick. He has seen the political commercial directed by Phil Donlin. What do you think, Rick Pearson? So I think there's two things here. Is One, if you don't know the candidate and you're watching these ads... The thing I'm struck by is 
the cinematography and messaging. And that's really the secret of political advertising is the messaging. Yes. And it's not to assume anything. Don't assume people watching this know the candidate, that they know good and bad things about the candidate. It's the messaging. And so I was kind of taken aback when I saw John Oliver's criticism Mm -hmm. of it. And you know, referring to it as a fantasy world that was last seen in La La Land. Well, I will yeah. tell you, yeah. I like La La Land, <laughs> yeah. okay? Exactly. And and by the way, what does Glenn Close have to do with it? He dragged her into yeah, it, Yeah, right, 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 right. But I mean, uh, I thought it was a very forceful, and I showed this to some of yeah. my friends, okay. too. Because, you know, look, right now we're being inundated oh, by yeah. advertising for the June 28th primary I mean, we're talking $10 million mm-hmm. literally a week mm-hmm. in TV advertising, mm-hmm. and it's negative, hard, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Right. So when you watch, uh, you know, this, this uh, cinemata- cinematography experiment yeah. right. in political advertising, I think it's it's a dead bang way to sell a message wow uh, just because of the imagery sure uh the artfulness that's right. in it right it's not hit you over the head right for it's sure it's not pounding negatives about an opponent right it's an aspirational kind of thing and that's i, I refer to that with the 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 and and the imagery too is you know, you've got the uh, the skater mm-hmm. against this backdrop of the the homeless tents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got a mother and a child playing in a sandbox <laughs> where you've got used needles. <laughs> yes, um, right. you've got the playful couple on their sofa with uh, their house getting burglarized. Burglarized, right? Yeah. And those the juxtaposition of those themes mm-hmm. is a very powerful thing. Right. I mean, the candidate doesn't even need to say anything until the end. Correct. Because it's that. And the the, the same with the, the church ad, too, mm-hmm. is, I mean, you you can tell, obviously, your experience in cinematography, in, yeah. the, in the framing of the shots, <laughs> right. and those kinds of things. So, I mean, I I think it, it's it's it's... Photography in a political ad I've never seen that sell a message that way. Interesting, interesting. And when you say, Ricky, one of the things that strikes me is you say, well, if you're watching this and you don't know much about the candidate or haven't read much about the candidate, that it could be even more effective. Don't you think, and I think you said this too, 90% of the people watching these ads don't even have a clue a deeper understanding of candidates. Well, and frankly, that's kind of the real secret. Right. This messaging oh, is, is, is what I said is assume they don't know anything. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and, and truly part of politics, too, is define yourself before your opponents define you. Mm. Right. Mm. And mm. so this goes a way to frame the candidate and his message. Phil, I know, and Rick knows. And you. by the way, I just Rick, thank you, and it's it's a absolute pleasure to be on the air with you. By the way, I just have to say because I just watched yeah, you on well, Chicago Tonight last night, yeah, and now here you are in the flesh. 
So in the <laughs> how does that work? I was in paper last <laughs> yeah. night. Yes, exactly. What was the reaction of the campaign when John Oliver, you know, campaigns are very, as Rick knows and has told me over the years, can be very touchy, the people working on a campaign. What was their reaction to this John Oliver nonsense? Well, Villanueva himself loved it because, I mean, if you think about it, you can't pay for that kind of advertising. Well, there's the old, you know, the, yeah. every publicity is good publicity. And let's, let's, let's be honest, for a, a local election to have made at this point national headlines on both spots i mean it was on cnn i think fox news did a thing on it uh you know it did its job i mean i that was the idea it was to be like you know water cooler fodder where you know you know people are getting there did you see that the a kid threw sand in the air and heroin needles fell but those are but that was the idea of it, because those are act- that is ripped from the headline stuff. There was a kid playing at a park with his mom in Venice, and he was digging in the sand, and he stabbed himself on a used needle. I, I mean, these are, we didn't make this stuff up. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah So yeah. Th- that was that was sort of the you know the the idea of it was to to get to make conversation starters that brought uh, both sides to sort of to the table, as opposed to. Um, you know, polarize, you know, all these ads are polarizing. They polarize everybody. It's, you know, and I'm seeing them. I'm being back, back here. With parent, every commercial oh, break God. is <laughs> Richard Irvin is tough on crap. He hates this person and Pritzker hates this person. And I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even. I, I do it so yeah. you don't have yeah, to. Exactly. Is, is, yeah, exactly. Rick, Rick sees them all. And m- most right. people, I think. They'll watch them and it goes right over their head or through their head or right. something. Or they tune it out. Yeah. And yeah. And it, well, and it's kind of like the, the junk mailers you get hmm. in your mailbox, right. too, is how many of that goes strictly from your mailbox <laughs> right into the garbage. And, it's, and, and the task of these people is to try to get something that captures your attention, even right. if it's just once, even though this, these spots may run continuously. If you can just catch the eyeballs once rick isn't this don't you think this is an astonishing waste of money well uh, you're talking you know 10 million dollars a week yeah, but i mean ever, what year was the book uh, the selling of the president oh well, a long time ago i mean yeah, it was Teddy one White. of I, yeah, yeah and i remember reading yeah. that and it was the the selling of the nixon presidency like you sell it like a back then it was a pack of cigarettes yeah it was yeah. like how you sold yeah. marlboros right and you know the yes it, it's it's big money for little reward, yeah. but but that's the nature of political advertising. It's the nature of political fundraising. Yeah, you know, and, and now when you have social media, you've got emails, you've got candidates sending text messages looking for money. You know, and it's it's always and and this is for fundraising in general. You don't you could be a not for profit or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what percentage of return. What's the rate of return? And that, that's really what yeah, this, what's this the cost? down to. What's the right. cost per vote? We'll be back in about two minutes and uh, wrap up this segment. It's so nice to have Rick Pearson in here adding his expertise. And we'll see, Rick, if Phil thinks he has a future in politics. <laughs> I have but five or six minutes left with Phil Donlan, the actor, producer, director most recently of a couple of uh, campaign ads for uh, Villanueva for Sheriff in Los Angeles and Rick Pearson, the chief political writer for the Chicago Tribune and uh, 
former host of a fabulous show on this very station and a frequent guest. See, this is why you're the good Rick and I'm the bad Rick. Okay? <laughs> why? Because why? You're the good, always. Yeah. And I'm the guy. Yeah. Yes. And I'm well, the guy. Well, but you had a show in politics. Tear everything this is, down. This yes. is easier. Phil's the greatest political commercial maker I've ever known. <laughs> uh, ever known. Do you think, Rick Pearson, oh, based my. on, I know it's very difficult. <laughs> Based on, you know the people who make some of these commercials. Yeah. Based on what you've seen of Phil Donlan's work in these political ads, you think he has a future in this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of it is because of the controversies that have erupted. Because it has other campaigns looking at that. Right. And again, as I said, you know, there is that school of, you know, there's no such thing as bad press. Right. And... You know, and, and frankly, the controversy about the, the church issue mm-hmm. is actually more of a technical issue than a campaign. But in that atmosphere of L.A. and the heightened ramifications, you know, people can drive it into another thing. The bottom line is just the permissions weren't correct. And, and, well, and, and you have a – I mean, churches, for the most part, as tax-exempt status – cannot get involved in politics and so even though the church that you shot it in gave Mm -hmm. you permission Mm -hmm. they didn't go the next step well you know and uh but that that's that elevates things well that's what they say now the the again the 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 priest and the campaign they did the priest did talk to someone at the archdiocese who did give him someone somebody but i don't know but what we do know what we do know is that but 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 still right it's it's just as soon as i saw it i said uh this ain't gonna this ain't gonna this is and i saw it not knowing that it already been pulled right but just saying no that ain't gonna cut it i mean if you had done a set Mm -hmm. no problem it's hard to get those stained glass windows in a second. It's hard to get those priests and nuns Although, walking. If you got the right kind of candidate, like here in Illinois, yeah. with the millions they got, they could build that well, kind again, of Well, you know, again, you know. How's your guy doing yeah. in the polls? He's great. I think he's going to win. Do you? Yeah, I think, I well, think it's Well, even Oliver admitted as yeah, such. Right, that, exactly. Yes. Um, and I think Oliver secretly, deep down, and I hope he's listening, I know you love Villanueva, and you love <laughs> Phil Donlin. He lo- he can't admit it. He can't admit I don't, I don't know about it that. Because the laugh track that they placed over that in his... Uh, he has no audience. That's like they borrowed that from Happy Days. Could you not tell? <laughs> that was the days. worst laugh track I've ever heard in my life. Wow. You're interested in this political <laughs> scene, aren't you, pal? You know, it's funny. I, I've, Rick, I mean, again, as you said, dipped my toe in it. But, you know, Mr. Pearson, I, uh, I can uh, only you, say... I'm sorry. You're the, into it about up chest deep now. You know, okay. I have learned a ton because now... Here's a... How a, long did it take you to make that? Both both those... We shot them both in a day. Pretty easy, but... But you shot know, them. How long did it take to cut them? Villain, uh, those took a little longer. Yeah, because, that's, yeah I can yeah, see. Those took yes. a little longer. But, uh, you know, funny enough, campaign manager for Villanueva used to be Bernie Sanders' guy. Really? And so huh. for people to, you know, L.A. Times, who's kind of almost, you know, their deal is we just, we're going to go after Villanueva every day. That's kind of their, their deal. Rick and I used to own the L.A. Times. You know that, don't really? you? Really? Yeah. Why did you guys sell it? Uh, Actually, no, we didn't own it. We were part of the same company. Joking, joking, yes, joking. yes, and still are. We sold it. And they just yeah, s- yeah. sold it right from under us. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the the 
you know what I've so what I've learned in all of this is 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 a lot of the ins and outs of the political game that I never thought I would knew you know no mm-hmm. you know through the cam- the different campaign people hearing the inside stuff you know like when you hear the inside stuff about like what was it like to shoot like if you talk to Joe like what was it like to shoot yeah, right. he could get you know over drinks he'll tell you maybe some things that he wouldn't say on the radio right sure or you'll hear that from other actors and and that's what I'm getting. So I'll get a lot of this when, when I go out to dinner with some of these people, and I get to hear a lot of oh, interesting. interesting inside mm-hmm. stuff about, and, and it's amazing, because it's literally the scene in Wizard of Oz where you pull, you know, you, you're there in front of the great Oz, they pull the curtain back, and it's a, a little man with all the levers. Wow. It's pretty interesting. Although it's not always a little man, and sometimes it's a guy with uh, lots of money pulling the levers. Yeah. Well, Pritzker's not little. No. No, he's a large man. No, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. You think you would like to make it? This is very interesting. <laughs> Rick's can you over imagine, here Rick, can you imagine him coming back and making commercials here? I mean, I think they need some new blood in the commercials well, here. Well, yeah. I, I mean, obviously. And, and fortunately, you know, you've got, what is it, June 7th is, yeah, is, is the, the L.A. One, yeah, County yeah, Sheriff's yeah. Rave. we got June 28th is ours. You know, hopefully we'll get a little break for 4th of July holiday yeah. to everybody kind of go take a shower and, and cleanse yep. themselves a little bit and then we're going to be right back at it you know in september but as i said i do think you know if, if this, this could be uh this could be a new uh, deal for you and uh as i said it just and again separate of the candidate right the way to tell a message and get people interested I mean, uh, they are cinematography. Cinematography is absolutely beautiful. Phil, tell them how they can see this. They go to your uh, go to my Instagram page. I'll put it up. Oh, it's actually already up on my Twitter. So, my t- if you got Twitter, it's Phil Donlin D O N L O N one, the numeral one, and then uh, Instagram Phil dot Donlin. And uh, I just posted it so you could see it because it has been pulled everywhere. Maybe um, now Rick so. Pearson and I will think about running for some political office. I would, I no, no, I'm no, no. You guys no, are too nice. No, we are too you're too nice. nice. No, you're too nice. nice. No, you don't know me that well. <laughs> We're about to find out. Uh, We're yes. drinking at the <laughs> Billy Goat after this, <laughs> so yeah. if anyone wants to. It's great to yeah. see you, Phil. Ricky, thanks for coming in. Thank it's you for fun. having me. Thank you all for listening. See Thank you next you. Sunday.